Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And good Wednesday morning. It certainly is in Blazer Nation. Not so much in Laker Nation. More on that in 20 seconds. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Zubin Mahenti are with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including the Lakers insider, Dave McMenamin, at the bottom of the hour on the Lakers bottoming out. The NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, at 7.30. Baseball's best insider, Jeff Passan, at 8.30 Eastern on whether the playoff bubble could work in MLB. But I the, told you. But, I told you, Keyshawn. But the I bubble, told you. But the bubble burst for the Lakers last night. Jay Will, want to take a little victory lap? You no, said- no, 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 no. I'll just do this to myself. If you're watching on ESPN News, mm-hmm. he's giving himself the proverbial pat on the back. Uh, a little less, I would say, enthusiastic is Key. Key, for those that don't know, diehard Laker fan, a wee Laker fan when he talks about the team. It's we lost last night to the Blazers. Jay will have his triumphant say in just a moment, but this is your team back in the playoffs for the first time in seven years and a dud to start. You're shaking your head. Yeah, you know, I don't know where to start. I mean, I, I, I look at it, you know, it's a, it's a long playoffs, right? you got seven games, potentially. Um, there's six more to go. What, what can what, I say? They didn't, who, who they are you? didn't are, play. Are you Frank Vogel at the podium they doing the post-game presser? Who it, are you right now? They did not play up to expectations. They did not shoot the ball very well, especially from three. I think it was five of. 32. You five never shoot five of 32. You never 15%. shoot the ball well from three. We've been talking about this. No, you mean we as in the Lakers, right? Yes, yeah, I'm referring I, yeah. to you and your yeah. team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, you got me on that one. I must admit, I've, Jay, I, I <laughs> misjudged the situation. What happened was so far. <laughs> but look, at the end of the day, I love to say that, I think we still got LeBron. And, and AD, and these other guys have got to come to the party now. I need Kyle Kuzma to start to hit the bottom of the net and not the side of the backboard. Those are the sort of things that needs to happen. We need to keep Dwight Howard out of foul trouble so he can clog the middle when Dame Lillard decides to drive. You know, all of those sort of things the Lakers didn't do well last night. And then you got, you got to play better defense on Dame Lillard. But again, you know, Jay, when you shoot from the logo – in the center court, there ain't no mm-hmm. damn defense to play. Mm-hmm. As soon as I pass half court and I'm launching, I'm, ain't nothing I can do from a defensive standpoint. I'm going to pick you up on the other end? Yes. But, I mean, that's not the style of defense unless Frank Vogel goes to that style of defense. Now, if I'm picking, picking you up on the back court and now you come into the front court, we're in trouble. I thought you said Frank Vogel was like a defensive I guru. Thought, I thought that's what he was. <laughs> I, <laughs> right? Wait, wait. I, I'm going to tell you guys why I'm mad in a second. But Zubin, throw it to the sound first so we can actually, I can give you context to why I'm angry. You're talking about radio terminology. That would be the audio. LeBron asked after the game what it was like since it's such a playoff-less-like environment, even though we are in the playoffs. LeBron said, look, nothing normal in the bubble, but the the attack plan actually was. Like I continue to say, this is different. This is different um, in an aspect of just, I mean, we're in a bubble with no fans. Um, But as far as uh, me being locked in on the game plan, that doesn't change, not one bit. Uh, me uh, going out making plays, um, playing um, at a high level to try to help our team win, that was the same. Nothing changes from that. Um, you know, so you know, it's the same me. Clear out. I need an ISO right now. I need, I need a 1-4 flat. So, and that's basketball terminology for everybody. Drop down to the bottom and paint. I'm about to go one-on-one for a second. 
Here's what gets me angry about this. I am the biggest LeBron James fan. I have gotten into arguments with people about me thinking LeBron James is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Maybe the greatest, the Mount Rushmore of greatness. But this is what fuels the LeBron James detractors when you compare him to the likes of Kobe Bryant, when you compare him to the likes of Michael Jordan. I want LeBron James to be a lion. I want him to sound like a lion sounds. What a lion sounds like after a game when you lose? No, we weren't good enough today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I don't want to hear LeBron James sound like a sheep, Keyshawn. I don't want him to say, well, we didn't have fans. We're, we're trying to get used to that. We need to do better. I'm going to come back. I don't want to hear that. Kobe Bryant would have said, you know what? Today wasn't good enough. Hashtag be better. We'll see you tomorrow. Michael Jordan would have said something more demonstrative. Keyshawn Johnson would have said something different. Now, I know LeBron James is going to bling it. I know he's going to be in playoff mode when we see him next. But these are the things that fuel people that get bothered with LeBron because it seems like he comes to the table after a game where they lose with some sort of excuse, Keyshawn. And it bothers me because we know LeBron James is great. I need him to lead and sound great, not sound like somebody that has given me excuses on why we didn't play well and why we didn't win this game and why I'm talking like this. No, I want to hear LeBron talk like this. Let's, I want to hear that LeBron. Let's put it in. What, what was the context of the question, though? Right? We don't really know because we didn't really hear the question. We heard a little snippet so let's Zubin, can you provide context for the question? He essentially was asked, even though this isn't really a playoff type environment, we're used to seeing LeBron James playoff mode anytime we know it's really the postseason. So he couched his answer as you heard the very first thing he said essentially was, well, there's really nothing normal about this. And I think what Jay's alluding to is that guys like Michael and Kobe never had any excuses for anything. I don't think I, I don't I don't think Z and J that's really an excuse. I think he's explaining how he felt inside the bubble during the playoffs. I don't think he's saying it's an excuse. He's just letting you know that it feels different. I've got to kick it in the high gear. So probably I I'm thinking based on how I would be and knowing Kobe and Michael and knowing LeBron a little bit that game 2 is going to be different because now I got a feel for what is getting ready to happen. Now I know that Portland's not messing around, that they're hitting on all cylinders, and now I got to get the rest of my teammates to get on board with me. That's the way I look at it. See, and then this brings into the conversation this. I don't think, and I'm not just putting this on one game. I'm talking about the bubble in general. Okay. Because I got into a great debate with Jalen Rose on NBA Countdown about this. I don't know if I'm going to put AD in my top five anymore. I think AD has a lot to prove. He's a top five talent. But I don't know if he's... Why, why, why do you say that? Because I need AD to be... Down? I need AD to be the AD that we know he can be, and I need to see it consistently. Do, do you... Do Okay, so here's the problem that I've because, always had with Dame, AD. Because Dame is playing like the best player in basketball right I now. I understand, and here's the problem I've always had with AD to a degree, is that when you have a 6'7", Carmelo or whoever on you... Get your butt in there. Thank you. Get down. Thank you. That's, and stop trying to be pretty and shoot threes. I understand the mentality is, is long ball, but if he can just get on the blocks and force them to put him at the line, which he did a lot last night, especially in the first half. They was, he, was on the, he was on the line a lot last night in the first half. Just get into that mentality, I think he'll be okay. And I think, and I, and I think he will get into that mentality. They'll go back and assess where they were at yesterday or last night, and hopefully make a change for the better. And for anybody out there that uses this argument, well, it was only one game, 
and both number one seeds lost the other day. When I look at Orlando and I watch Orlando play, okay, Vucevic did his thing. He got off. But I still look at Milwaukee as the better team, the better team. When I look at L.A. and Portland, I, still, I think I know L.A. is a better team. I just don't know if that L.A. team is going to well, show up well, because our, I haven't seen them show up in the bubble yet. Our, our pro, well, see, I, don't, I, don't, I worry about now. The rest of the stuff is over with. I worry about right now in the playoffs. I think one of our problems, unlike Portland, is the Lakers have a tendency to not play to their strength. And their strength is LeBron and AD. That, that's their strength. And when you have a mismatch, there, there's, no, there's only one guy on Portland – that match up with our bigs. That's mm-hmm. it, really. One. One. So when you got... And Zach Collins didn't even play last night because he had an ankle injury. And when you have that ability with those bigs, you put them on the blocks and stop trying to match three for three. I understand three is more than two. I get the math, <laughs> but don't try to match it. And play not- a, Slow the game down. Don't speed it up. I'm going to bring it back to what I originally said yesterday and the day before that, and I said it a month ago. I still think the Lakers are going to win this series. Well, they better. But hear me, but hear me on this. The question was, how much fuel would LeBron James need to use of the gas tank to beat this team? Last night, he had a triple-double, 23, 17, and 16. If you watch that game, but he that's had no, to— But that's but normal. Wait, wait, Keyshawn. He had to facilitate everything. All the time. That's a lot of effort to take out of your gas tank in game one. And he's going to need to play at that level every single night in the first round in order for this team to get by the Blazers. But that's, that makes you question whether they can do this for the long term at 35 years old. That's every night, though, Z. No, fair enough. Okay. Just one thing to fuel the fire of Davis. He had 28 last night to lead the Lakers, but he was a minus 20 plus minus. There you go. Game two, ESPN. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern. See if the Lakers can even it up. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. On the way, you heard Key's voice. How much panic is in that voice? We'll have a Lakers panic meter. We'll get Jay's thoughts on that, too, because he was all over the Blazers. I wonder what number they'll use on a scale of 1 to 10. That's coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
Let's roll. We told you about the Blazers went over the Lakers. We'll talk about that in a second. Keys panic meter. But it was the only game of the nightcap here where everybody was talking about earlier. Magic's done the Bucks. Heat over the Pacers. Rockets over the Thunder. Another quadruple header today. Mavericks Clippers, 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. If you're jonesing for hoops, you only have to wait till 1.30 Eastern when Brooklyn and Toronto will play game two. Jimmy Butler was going to work. Speaking of two, the Celtics will attempt to take a 2-0 series lead against the Sixers today, but they're going to have to do it without Gordon Hayward. He's injured again? Perpetually injured. The team announced he'll miss at least four weeks grade three right ankle sprain, but as you guys know, grade three ankle sprain can go way beyond a month, so we'll see. And a story that's really percolating, a day after igniting a debate across baseball about unwritten rules, the Padres' Fernando Tatis Jr. stole third with the Padres holding a 6 nothing lead against Texas with Ian Jabot on the mound. Monday, Tatis he Jr. stole home, too. <laughs> hit a grand slam off Jabot, up seven runs in the eighth. Then Jabot hit Manny Machado. He was suspended the next mm. day. That was yesterday. He appealed. You can play upon an appeal in Major League Baseball. So he was out there on the mound when Tatis stole third. And don't think he wouldn't have done it if it was anybody else out there. Much more on this at 7.15 a.m. Eastern. A young guy shaken up in all man's game. From A to Z, brought to you by Redbox. Don't miss the Redbox 15K summer sweepstakes. Render by any Sony movie for a chance to win. No purchase necessary for official rules and to learn more, including free entry via email. Visit redbox.com slash 15K sweeps. What if I would have played baseball? Just think. What if what just think what? Just think if think I would have played in the majors, what would have happened? What then people would be pulling their hair out. I would be watching TV. I would have been watching the games. I could tell you that. Baseball. Mishan. Mishan. <laughs> it would inject a little enthusiasm into a sport that a lot of people think is going in the wrong direction, as evidenced by this Tatis story. Again, we'll talk about it at 7.15 a.m. Eastern, and we'll bring in baseball's best insider to talk about it, Jeff Passan at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. All right, those are a lot of numbers, clocks. The number I want to talk to you about, Mishan, is the panic meter for the Lakers. If you were with us when we started the show, you were disappointed with the loss, but you said, hey, it's a seven-game series. So my assumption is you're not too worried and you're not going to hit the DEFCON 5 number 10 button. No, no. I would say it's a, it's a four. Okay. Now, that thing can climb, yeah. but right now it's a four because you go back and you look at things from your game plan and you say, how do we get the most out of our players? And you get AD on the blocks. You saw it in game one. He was at the free throw line a lot. You, you allow LeBron to be LeBron, but you also expect these other guys to learn how to play defense to stop what's going on on Portland's offensive side of the, of the floor. That's how I'm, you- your, I'm your conscience. What was so, that? What was that? I mean, I'm your conscience. No, no, it was, uh, it was loud in my ear. I, 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 I'm going to be your conscience today, Keyshawn. I'm going to tell the people what you really think. I'm not going to tell them this coaches speak that you're up here at the podium doing the post-game presser, talking about we need to control the paint, we need to stop them on fast breaks. I'm really worried. I'm really at a 10 today. You know, I was biting my nails last night. LeBron had to do so much on the court. Anthony Davis was floating around the perimeter. I just would have taken Carmelo Anthony all the time. I would have put my big butt on him, just drive to the rim and dunk on him. I don't feel comfortable. I think I'm a DEFCON 5. I'm feeling you more like a 10 today. You don't think they could get back in the game plan and realize that they didn't do that last night and now make that adjustment for game two? You can't ask me a question because I'm actually your conscience. I'm not Jay Williams. <laughs> I'm talking as your conscience. Okay, Z, can they make the adjustment in game two and look at it and say we missed opportunities by allowing, you know, AD to not take advantage of a smaller guy on him? Because essentially 
he's a four, a five that doesn't want to play five, so he becomes our four. I'm just thinking about the guy that turned on his smart speaker or got in the car this morning and just started listening as soon as Jay started talking in that voice and what the hell is going on right now? I'm just trying to tell you. I know what Keyshawn Johnson thinks. He can sit up here on national radio and tell you all the coaches talk. He is worried. He is worried, and he should be worried. You know why? I, I, I will be worried if we drop game two. I will be worried then. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Were you, were you not worried about the fact that you guys lack three-point shooting, but yet your two I best three-point three shooters can't even play in the game? J.R. Smith had a DMP, well, did not de- play. Deion Waiters played one minute because they're defensive def- liabilities. Def- defensive liabilities, so you can't Does play. that not worry you? Does it not worry you that Alex Caruso is your best perimeter defender, is a guy that would have been coming off the bench, giving you boost minutes here I'm and there, willing, but he's I'm, no Avery Bradley. I'm willing to wait to see if Kyle Kuz can knock down the three and not hit the side of the damn backboard. What's that old line? If you keep showing me who you are, at some point I have but, to believe But I'm you. willing. The whole I'm year, willing, Keyshawn, they haven't knocked I, down I shots. I understand that, but I'm willing to see what he could do with the second unit. I'm willing to continue to mess around with Caruso. And then Avery Brad, not Avery Bradley, uh, Green, on the other hand, he needs to just start knocking them down. He had a few open looks that he knocked down, but then he had some open looks that he missed. They had a lot of open looks last night. And all I'm saying is this team tried to increase the tempo of the game. They should have slowed it down. They should have slowed, yeah, slowed it down. And that's my thing. That plays into how Portland wants the game to be chaotic. Yep. They want the pace and to be all thing, over the and place. And another thing for me, and you tell me, uh, Jay, if I'm right in what I'm looking at, is they got to fight through – the high screen when Dame Lillard is Nurkic. going around Nurkic at the top of the key and he's going around him like Reggie Miller used to do. He's, they got to fight. Through. Do they fight through it, go over the top, go underneath it, or just run right through the dude? You can't go underneath because Dame can pull up from the logo. If you go over the top, he can shift gears and change pace and bump his shoulder into you and then drive. And here's the challenge. You have to blitz him. What blitz means in basketball, you have to double team him. But your bigs, A.D., Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, have to have quick enough feet to contain him to bring him back to the guard that's coming over the top. But, but well, we know A.D. does have quick feet, right? He's but, the only one. But we already know if you're at the top, there's, there's not going to be a roll because he's at the top. So Nurkic is not going to roll. They're not going to run a pick and roll on you with him way at the top of the key. Yeah, no, actually, Nurkic can roll, and that's when the guy from the weak side has to help. But it takes forever for him to get to the bucket on the roll because I, he's slow. But I'm saying that you still give up a wide open two if nobody from the weak side helps over. But then you leave a three-point shooter but in it's the corner. A, but it's a long two, right? It oh, no, it's a long two. If he pops, if he rolls, Nurkic, Nurkic is nice, man. I'm not saying he's not nice. I'm just saying I would think AD or Dwight or any of those other bigs that we have – can, or whoever can – well, you don't want a small switch with him, but the bigs can get back. So I'm just going to bring it back to Avery Bradley. So you made a comment at the beginning of the show where it's like, well, you can't really guard him the full length of the court. That would have been Avery Bradley's job. As soon as I catch the ball, if I'm in, inbounding the ball as Dame Lillard, if I turn around on the baseline looking towards the full court, Avery Bradley would have been there. He would have made me work all the way Even up the court. Even if he's pushing. Yeah. He's going to make me work. I'm always going to wonder where Avery Bradley is. And Alex Caruso – doesn't have that kind of durability, nor does he have that kind of conditioning to guard Dame like That's that. what I would have did to him at Duke. Wouldn't have been a Wooden Award. Not if you were a Pepperdine. I would have given you buckets. 
Pepperdine. Shout out to the wave. Shout out to the wave. <laughs> Much more Laker discussion coming. You see the passion. You hear the passion, however you're consuming us this morning. We're going to keep it going, talking about LeBron AD and how much trouble the Lakers are in. Still on the way, we're going to talk to our Lakers expert who heard every single word uttered by LeBron AD, mm. Frank Vogel. He was there for every little thing. Dave McMenamin's biggest takeaway. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dave McMenamin will be here in seconds as we get ready for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Dave, it's great to have you. Simply put, I know you heard every single syllable uttered by LeBron, AD, and Coach Vogel. What was your biggest takeaway after being in the post-game situation and hearing from everybody after their stunning Game 1 loss? Give us the raw truth, Dave. Raw truth. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm going to stall a little bit and just say, Congrats to all you guys on the show, and I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm waking up on four hours sleep just for you guys. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Honestly, it was more the same. It's what I heard during the seeding round that, you know, well, those shots are going to fall, and we're going to work on our spacing. Frank Vogel brought up things like fundamental things, like we're going to set better screens. Uh, And as we make some tweaks here and there and tighten the screws, things will look better. And now, of course, for, for about two and a half quarters last night, things did look better. When they got LeBron going downhill and, and he was able to get to the rim and with that threat of getting to the rim, able to spray out to shooters. And, you know, they had uh, a little bit of, uh, of a burst there. And LeBron's passing skills are elite. I mean, 16 assists last night, career high for him in the playoffs. And, he was getting Anthony Davis rolling to the basket on, on some plays. It, it did look good for a little bit there. 
But the raw numbers, when you step away and you look at them shooting 35% from the field, shooting 16% from three, Anthony Davis going eight for 24 from the field and really not dealing with Portland's physicality uh, too well between Nurkic and Whiteside throwing their bodies at him. Some of these these issues that came up last night, well, they're going to be there on Thursday as well as they try to dig themselves out of an 0-1-0. Dave, Anthony Davis, 21 points in, 20 points in the first half, eight points in the second half. He's being guarded by Carmelo Anthony. Why don't we see him punish Carmelo Anthony in the block and have 50-plus point games like we've seen Donovan Mitchell do and other players in the NBA? It's a great question because, Jay, like, one of the worst games I've seen him play as a Laker was that Indiana game in the seeding round where it was, you know, the Lakers, they, they got the, uh, the clinch first place with, with that win against Utah. And then they looked bad and it was like, okay, we're playing our starters again. We'll try to get this thing back to normal. And he didn't have it on the offensive end scoring less than 10 points. And then TJ Warren took it to him on, on the uh, defensive end. And you're like, what's going on here? And then last night, it was a similar, like, he wasn't doing all, all that much on defense, getting beat in transition on several uh, occasions when he, you know, was touting himself as a defensive player of the year. And then again, offensively, it wasn't like he wasn't, like, demanding the, the ball. I mean, 24 shots is, is a good amount. Plus, when you add up all the free throw uh, attempts he took, there was more sh- shot attempts there, too. But you just got to finish. He said after the game that, you know, he thought him, himself and other players were looking for the whistle too much, need to play through contact more. Um, okay, I, I guess, but you should probably understand that, that that's what playoff basketball is going to be about. Dave, how concerned should we be? Well, let's scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> concerned should they be about losing game one and looking forward to game two? Well, it's interesting, like, in a normal series, if you are the home team and you lose game one, you're looking at game three on the road, and you're like, oh, man, if I if I lose game two, like, we're going to go to their place for game three, it, it lights out. There is no their place. There is no our place. It's a neutral place. So I, I don't I, – I mean, I think it would be a bad sign that should they lose game two, now all of a sudden the Lakers are three and seven in the bubble – the Blazers are nine and two in the bubble, and at that point, you would have to win four out of five against a team that's nine and two. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, at, at, at the same time, uh, there isn't the threat of you know having to travel and having to deal with an adverse hostile environment. So I don't know. It, it, it could happen. It's a wacky place down here, uh, but but certainly, at some point, either they're going to find the type of basketball that they played that led them to number one seed in the Western Conference, or they're not. And um, certainly the Portland Trailblazers has found a, a type of basketball that works right now, and the Lakers are still searching. Is there any concern at all about LeBron's post-game press conference where he talked about the lack of fans? You know, it, should we buy into that, look at that any type of way? What's your, you know, what's your comments on that, your reaction to it? I mean, part of it is, like, if a player is asked about it, of course, that can elicit that type of response, and you can't criticize an athlete for answering the questions that he's being asked. Uh, So I'm not going to just flatly say 
he should stop talking about the fans because no one else is talking about the fans. But he should probably stop talking about the fans. You know, I'm talking about the fans. <laughs> Everybody's been down there for six weeks now. This is what it is. And either you make the best of it or you don't. And, you know, right right now, I feel like there have been more uh, responses uh, from LeBron James than, than other stars, certainly around the league, uh, about the conditions down here, rather than just talking about trying to win. I mean, LeBron said something like, uh, you know, all I care about is what happens between those four lines on the court. You know, well, let's just talk about what's happening between those four lines. Dave, I need a quick answer from you on this. Uh, LeBron has to do so much on the court from a facilitator perspective. What is the latest on Rondo, and how much will he provide to this team when he comes back? Well, Jay, I mean, he, he went through practice on Monday. That was the first day he was medically cleared from the right uh, thumb fracture he can play at any point, but if Frank Vogel's concern is my team's only shooting 16% from the outside uh, and, and Rondo is a notoriously streaky shooter, I don't know if you throw him out there as the panacea to what's going on here. And so I, I think that is a, a tough question for the, the Lakers coaching staff. And uh, I, I don't know if they have their answer yet. Mm. Game two of the series tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on ESPN. Dave, get some sleep because we're probably going to have you an early wake-up call after that one's over too, man. <laughs> okay, all right, guys. That's Dave McMenamin, Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So this was interesting because he really got in there and he gave a sobering analysis. I'm glad he mentioned the nine-game run for the Blazers because Terry Stotts, their head coach, said, look, for us, as soon as we got into the bubble, it was a nine-game playoff series. You never hear a nine-game playoff series. What he meant was the eight-seeding games yes. and the play-in games. So we've been playing with our hair on fire the whole time. So now your panic meter was at a four before. David, some really good sobering thoughts there. Has he changed your mind at all? No, not at all. If you go back, Z, and you, you go back into – we go back into our rehearsals. Or you, What I talked about is when you – clinch something in in Portland needed to get into the playoffs. Don't be pointing and doing all that. I'm watching you on the screen, boy. Oh, um, and so at the end, you, you, you have to find your rhythm again. Okay. And, and yes, they're on a nine game run, but they've been in it. Now the Lakers have, they, they got the post. They see what it is. Now they have to go and they have to figure it out, Jay, and know that they got a mash. Now they, they can't just put it on cruise control. Do you want to know where Keyshawn is on the panic meter? No, I'm well, saying. Do, do you want to know where he is on the panic meter? He Zuba? says Zuba? four. Do you want? All right, guys, play the sound. <laughs> oh, well, I, we don't have the sound. I'm going to say it. <laughs> During his question to Dave, he said, hey, so what do we have to – no, check that. What do they have to do? Wow. Abandoning ship, is that what you're saying? No. Wow. It's not, it's well, not wait, good. wait a second, no. everybody. No. For the whole time we've been on no. this show, from the time I met Keyshawn no. Johnson, all three days. we, we, we're <laughs> doing this. What we need to do. I'm not worried about this. This is what I'm doing. And then on the question to Dave McMinnon, he says, hey, I'm not saying we anymore. Well, I'm saying they. The reason, that is no, the biggest deflection I've ever he, seen. He, he, here, Mr. Duke, the reason I changed it is because if I said we, he might have been thinking I was talking about us three. So I just said, but you've they. done this multiple times today. It just didn't happen during your question with Dave. You've also done it when we were talking about them off the top of the show. 
Keyshawn, I'm going don't get to... emotional. You don't have to start jabbing me with the Duke comments and go back to that little, you're bigger <laughs> than that. You're better than that. I'm just calling you out for what happened. <laughs> I, look, man. I love you so much. I this think, is so much fun for me. I, I think, though, when you look at the Lakers and you look at where they're at, we you heard the coach say nine-game streak. That's true. And I strongly believe that when you take a step back, when you clinch, yeah. that's why when you go to football, you go to baseball, people want to play. They want to keep going because there's a break in there. And when that break is there, you just get lackadaisical. You don't. You, you got to push yourself because you get bored. And I think for the most part, in the bubble, the Lakers got bored because they had already clinched the first. They, they came in having to do what? Clint, win two games, I think it win was? Pretty much, yeah. Win a couple yeah. games. And then they was just, okay, we're good. We got the number one seed. We're rolling. Keyshawn, in all seriousness, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's hard to just all of a sudden turn that switch on, playing against a team that's already had that switch on for so long. That's cooking. That, that, that's that, cooking. That, 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 that everything, they life depend on it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's like that play-in game against Memphis, mm-hmm. they, they, it was like we got to have this because we can't afford – to be messing around. No, the proof's in the pudding. Both top seeds lost. So both clinched early, both lost, both had some motivational issues. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. That's all I'm saying. Drivers who save with Makes Progressive sense. save over $750 on average. So Every here we now are. and then I make a little sense. <laughs> LeBron is 35. He's been in the league since 03. And pretty much since he got to the finals for the first time in his career, uh, it's been basically finals or bust for him every year. He's trying to make his 10th NBA finals. It's the same thing for another elder statesman of sports, Tom Brady, who is now 43 years old, entering his first year with Tampa. Bottom line, for LeBron, it's championship or bust. We've been talking about it since we came on the air 44 minutes ago. Is it the same for Brady, realizing that's the exact barometer we put on him for 20 years, essentially, in New England key? No, it's not. To me, it's not the same. What? It's not, Jay, because if you look at it, he's, first of all, he's going to a conference. And each division got at least two teams, some even three, that could potentially be in Tampa come Super Bowl time. Yep. I mean, when you go from the top of the West to the Central to the to the East, I mean, you look at the South. They get, there's teams. New Orleans is not going anywhere. Okay, that's Seattle, who they open with. Brady see, opens with Breeze. They're not going anywhere. Seattle is not going anywhere. San Francisco, Minnesota, mm-hmm. depending on what Chicago does at the quarterback spot, they got a great defense. Dallas. Philadelphia. So it's it's not like he's in the AFC when you really only had Kansas City and Baltimore. And you win your division And you win your division automatically with however many games and you get a home field advantage. Right. It's totally different. If he increases the win total right. in Tampa, that's a win-win. Jay, can I just give you this stat? And you sure. tell me what you think. Because obviously Key's made his point clear. Just take a listen to how, Very clear. how difficult of a spot the Bucs are in right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady can fix a lot of things. You got Mike Evans. You got Gronk. I get it. This blows my mind. Since the Bucks won their last playoff game, okay? Yep. Since they won their last playoff game, Tom Brady has won five Super Bowls. Since they have won their last playoff when game. When was that? Was that when I played? <laughs> yeah, when was that? The 0-3 championship. Yeah. Okay. 7 they made the playoffs. Haven't been able to do much since. They've been waiting to get back. <laughs> it's been over a decade. Bottom line, they have one playoff win Move it forward, Brady, five Lombardis. That's the gap we're talking about. Why are you guys talking to me reasonably? Like, wait, You think Keyshawn Johnson, before he came, he got on air as a player, Keyshawn Johnson was reasonable? 
You thought he was practical? Uh, no, the thing like, that made Keyshawn like Johnson the, like great, the, media, the thing that made number 19 great was that he thought he can do the things that were unbelievable. He, he didn't think practically. He thought he could do things because he was that great. That was his greatness. You think Tom Brady's going into this season saying, oh, if we just make it to the playoffs, no, this, his, this season is a win. Jay. So that's fine if you want to give it to me from the public perspective about what you deem success to be. But from the Tom Brady success story, his perspective, he wants to win. Absolutely. Every year for Tom Brady chasing to be he's the greatest of all time, he doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about what he did yesterday. He cares about what he's doing today. And about, Jay Will. Yes. Yeah, that, that is true. There's no question about that. He can do it, but it's going to be so hard. I just gave you a long list. I understand. Of the NFC conference. Okay. I gave you a long list. Gave you a very short list of the AFC where he's been for the last 20 years. Okay. So this is like LeBron James. This is LeBron James in the Eastern Conference. Everybody's saying, oh, he's coming out of the East. It's easy to come out of the East. It's different, though. Here's what I would say about LeBron James versus Tom Brady. I'm never going to take anything away from Tom Brady ever. One of the great. I wish I had his. I wish I had his left arm thrown to me in my career. Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady was aligned with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Who in the hell was LeBron James aligned with when he was winning those no, championships? That's a, that's a fair argument. I, I was going more to the point of LeBron James coming out of the East and winning the East. And then all of a sudden, now he's in the West, and now it's difficult because he's in the West. So it's the same kind of thing. But we still have the same expectation. He was putting a, a piano on his back in the East, carrying me and you right now in the championships, you're, you're, other than the one that he won with Dwayne Wade and, and Bosh. But Keyshawn, you're missing the point. All I'm saying is that now that LeBron James is in the West, we still have the same expectation of LeBron James and his greatness. Nobody's saying, oh, uh, the Lakers haven't won since 2010, well, and now all of a sudden they're, they're just, they don't get back to the playoffs. And why that's are you doing Because that's the Keyshawn voice. I'm doing the Keyshawn voice. But <laughs> all I'm saying is that – we never have a realistic expectation for Tom Brady his, because everything he's done in his career has surpassed realistic here, expectations. Here's what I would say, Captain. The only reason why those expectations are so high for LeBron James in L.A. right now is because we starve for another championship. I put the we in it. On top of that, now you're we, back ga- to we gave up the franchise as a whole to get A.D. And he's aligned with the best player that he's ever had outside of Dwayne Wade in his entire career. Key, you asked this question, was your Super Bowl championship Bucks team the last Bucks team to win a playoff game? The answer is yes. They lost in the wild card in 05. They lost in the wild card in 07. They have not made the playoffs since 07. So, so if since- they make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs and they lose in the first round of playoffs, that's a successful season for you? It, it's a successful season because anytime you beat the zero in some, it's success. Oh, stop it. What do you mean, stop? Oh, stop it, Keyshawn. If you ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans right now, and they could call Z. Call in. Say yes, yeah. Please call in, Tampa Bay fans. If if you ask them if going to the playoffs based on what they saw with Jameis Winston a year ago is a plus, different expectations with Tom Brady coming in with those weapons and their underrated defense. I I understand. Bruce Arians isn't going to say we've had a great season now. We lost in the first round of the playoffs. This is a great season. Jay, Jay, will I understand? But it's hard as hell to make a transition in a pandemic with no off season. Not knowing your players, trying to get on board, and you expect for them to hit all, all cylinders as if it's the New England Patriots. That's not realistic. How old is Tom Brady? He's, He's 43 30, years oh, old. I was about to He's say 36. 40, 43. 
So okay, so we're gonna say, hey, let's just give it a year. No, no, you're and not. We'll wait for we'll wait for Tom to breathe forty four. You're not saying that though, Jay, because Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, okay, uh, uh, the okay. Minnesota Vikings, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Drew Brees, you act like Matty Ice is just going to roll over because Tom Brady is in the conference. Drew Brees no. twice, Matt Ryan twice. Yes, and, and we don't know what Teddy Bridgewater and McCaffrey can muster up mm, in Carolina. Let's nasty. see what it is before we start just saying because Brady's with the Tampa Bay Bucks and they got some great weapons on the perimeter that all of a sudden in Shady McCoy's over there now that they just get ready to bombs away. It I, does not work like that. I got a great question for you in 10 seconds. This could be the best storyline of the season, but first Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Mako. Roll out refreshed with Mako where paint and collision repair is easier and safer. Mako, here's the scenario. He mentioned it. Super Bowl 55 is in Tampa. Tampa. So how about the Bucks making the playoffs for the first time since 07, finally snapping that streak, but the Super Bowl is won by the Pats in Brady's new stadium. How about that scenario to boot? What if they played each other? In now this- that would be even better. <laughs> no, I we wanted Brady and Garoppolo. Brady and Cam would be pretty good. Oh, yeah. it, it, here, here's what I would say about Cam and the New England Patriots and the opportunity and the chance. If Cam, which, like I said in our dress rehearsal, Mm -hmm. that Cam Newton, when he walked out of that damn locker room and he looked at the depth chart, his name was going to be at the top. Right. It's Ty. It's it's 1A and 1B. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. But he's there. Everybody was running around talking about, oh, he's got to fight for this. Yeah, okay. All right, right, that's cool. (laughs) Aligning him with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel is going to be different. They're not going to do the same exact things that they did with Tom Brady. They have – ability to do more because Cam has the ability to get out on the perimeter, run the ball. They can do a lot of waggles and boots. He can throw back against the grain, all of the sort of things that they probably wanted to do with Brady, but they couldn't do it because of the skill set. Brady won them many championships. There's no question about it. Do I think that they're going to win that division? Absolutely. I do too. Because the head coach is still there. And he, they have a quarterback who knows how to win when staying healthy. Now listen, it's not that difficult. Real quick, November 3rd, Election Day, election season, you filibustered the whole time there, like a politician. <laughs> is it a great story or what? <laughs> it, it is a good story, but those stories really never come to fruition, right? I mean, think about it. We had a chance to play in Tampa when I was at the, with the Bucks right. for the Super Bowl. It's a fair Didn't point. Happen. In over a half century, no home team has ever played in their home stadium in the Super Bowl, so Key's point to history is right. The yeah, odds just, just doesn't, don't seem doesn't work. in their favor, Jay. All I'm saying is watching the Patriots, I know that they won a division 16 of the past 18 years. It's going to be 17 of the past 19. It certainly feels that way, no question about it. So the Bucks lose game one, stunningly, one of the biggest NBA playoff upsets in over a decade. Meanwhile, the Raptors are ready to go against the Brooklyn Nets Mm-mm. in game two this afternoon. Who should be feeling more comfortable and should the Bucks be feeling nervous as the Lakers? We'll talk about it next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.